What is up, ladies and gentlemen? That was loud, but welcome to the X and O's podcast slash Triple Crown podcast. I'm your host, Brady Wilson. I know that it has been a good while since I've last uh, been on here and uh, posting podcasts, so I'm hoping that uh, I can get on a schedule. Uh, I have to look at how school's going, uh, how my fo- how my actual my high school football schedule goes, uh, because I don't know how after school practices are going to work. Because when football season comes, I'd love to do Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You know, want do Tuesday podcast be a recap of the week. Wednesday podcast would be uh, a, a forecast of what of what's to come. Uh, baseball is a little more difficult because, you know. Games are every day, you know, it, it's just, it's just a little more complicated, so I prefer to do baseball more on a, I don't know, Monday, Friday kind of basis is kind of what I'm thinking. Today, I mean, right now it's technically Thursday because it's just past midnight, but uh, uh, I'm thinking I'm also doing Thursdays and, like, Mondays would also be uh, uh, Sundays, if I could do Sundays and uh, Thursdays for baseball. So we'll just kind of see what we're doing. Um, I'll, I'll figure I'll figure out eventually. Uh, but I know this is about a week late, but we're going to be covering the MLB trade deadline. This is a Triple Crown episode. It's a baseball episode. No football uh, really here. All the football things to cover is really the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. You know, it's today. Um, I'm not going to be able to watch it, unfortunately, so I won't be able to give you guys any updates about the Cowboys. I'm going to record it, watch the highlights, see what I need to see. I mean, preseason, I kind of watch it for the rookies, but I don't really pay that much attention to it. Um, so, here we go. We'll get into the MLB trade deadline. It was probably the craziest trade deadline that I could remember. Um, I'm going to start the trade deals on July 22nd, which was my birthday. The Rays acquired Nelson Cruz uh, from the Twi- Minnesota Twins. And a right-handed pitcher named Calvin Falker for the for, uh, from the Twins for right-handed pitcher Joe Ryan and right-handed pitcher Drew Strotman. Um, the Rays they kind of needed a I mean Cruz just he he's dude's forty year dude sorry let me speak English dude's forty at the time he was hitting two his slash line was two ninety four three seventy five thirty seven with nineteen bombs that was at the time of the trade it's it's been it's gone up now. Um, I mean, Minnesota, they picked up Tampa Bay's number 10 and number 17 prospect for a 40-year-old slugger who's a rental this year. That's a really good haul. Cruz adds veteran presence. He's been to a championship with, he's been to two championships with the Rangers. Um, he has postseason experience. He's a, he, he's not going to get rattled by the, the pressure of being, of being in high-pressure October baseball. And he, he's still popping baseballs over the fence, even at his age 40. I think he just turned 41, or he's close. Um, and with Cruz, as long as he keeps hitting, there's no reason to retire. I mean, Cruz is just going to keep hitting. I mean, he's the, the ageless wonder. And if they do add the DH next year, which I think they should to the National League, that opens up half the league for him to join because dude's not going to play the field unless you really needed him to. Very next day, the Mets acquired left-handed pitcher Rich Hill from the Rays for Tommy Hunter and catcher Matt Dyer. Um, I mean, 
you get a 23-year-old catching prospect for a pitcher that really was, was a surprising deal for the Rays to trade away one of their starters. Um, I mean, the Mets get a, a guy that's, I mean, really been a very solid starter for the Rays this year. Um, I, I don't really know why the Met the Rays would do that. I mean, to cut some salary, but anyway, it it, it him and he hadn't been doing pretty good. But um, hey, whatever. Um, I'm only gonna be covering like the big trades, not these little mini trades. The next trade was July 26th. That was big. It was Padres. They went out and got Adam Frazier, who's the at, at the time the MLB hit leader. Um, they gave up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to completely butcher this name. I'm gonna say it's Tusapita Margano. I'm gonna say it's horrible. I know my accent's bad. Uh, Alfredo Jack Suwinski and pitcher Matt Mitchell Miliano. Um, they add a top five prospect. They had two more really high high profile prospects for the Padres. Uh, for a guy that can play outfield, he can play second base. You maybe could stick him over at short. I mean, you have Tatis, but if he keeps, you know, if he, if he can't stay healthy, then you know you have a guy that can play that infield position. Not that the Padres needed any more offensive firepower, but I mean, you get some here with Frazier. I mean, not that he's going to hit a lot of bombs, but the dude, he's got a very affordable salary at four point three mil, and he's going to do arbitration. So I mean, that's just. Wow, they're, I mean, they're getting a guy they're going to have next year. Um, Diego Castillo, some some players there, not not too big. Um, the next big domino to fall was later that day when the A's acquired left-hander Andrew Sh- uh, Andrew Chafin. I probably mispronounced the name. Uh, from the Cubs for uh, Alfred or Greg Diekman and pitcher Daniel Palencia. I mean, Chafin gives them a very reliable lefty. Uh, that can pitch high leverage innings. Um, him and Deakman give him a good one-two lefty punch. His ERA at the time of the trade was 206. He had pitched in 43 games, 37 strikeouts, and 39 in the third inning. I mean, and, and you get the number nine prospect for the A's. I mean, that's, I mean the, the, the Cubs got a really nice haul for the players they traded. Um, then I think was the big kind of shocker. I was really, when I saw this, I was... Really shocked, and I still don't really understand it all. The Astros acquired closer Kendall Graveman, who had been one of the most dominant relievers um, this year, and Rafael Montero, who'd been one of the suckiest relievers for the Mariners, for Abraham Toro and Joe Smith. Smith is a veteran submariner who throws like 88. But he's kind of, he's, he's, he's not horrible, okay? Montero has had prior success with my Rangers. Um, Graveman, again, I mean, the dude's ERA at the time was at 0.82. I still don't understand, if the Mariners are in win-now mode, why you trade Graveman. Um, I I mean, you get a a, a decent vet reliever in Smith, but, and, I mean, you you, you get one of the best infield prospects uh, that the Astros have had in in a while. Um, I'm probably since Altuve, Correa, and Bregman. This is a guy that really was not going to have a place. I mean, again, I just named Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Gurriel. There's no spot for the guy. So, I mean, it's a great trade from the Astros. You're trading a guy that's not going to have a spot for you. You don't have a spot for. For one of the best closers in baseball right now. 
who's having a resurgent career year. So it's a great trade from the Astros' point of view. And if Montero can figure it out again, wow, they really win this trade. I mean, Toro has been pretty good with the Mariners, but I just I don't like it. I, I don't like the trade for the Mariners because then what happened right after? Mariners made another trade, but that's we'll get to that. The Reds acquired uh, Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson from the Yankees for a PTVNL. So the Reds get two nice relievers that they can plug into their bullpen, pitch some innings, do pretty well. Then the Mariners turn right around and acquire one of the best, one of the more more cheaper options on the market for for pitching for starters. Tyler Anderson from the Pirates for Carter Benz and Joaquin Tejeda. Just saying, Joaquin Tejeda. It's a pretty nice name. Uh, but Anderson, I mean, he's not an ace, but he's been pretty solid. He's been for the you know for the Pirates, and I was actually at his first start. Uh, for the Mariners that Saturday in Texas. I was there that game. He pitched pretty well for a couple of He pitched pretty well. Um, I mean, you get a solid left-handed starter. Um, the guy's got an excellent assortment of pitches. I remember he threw something. I think he threw a cutter, a sinker, and a four-seam. So three types of fastballs. He's still fairly young. I mean, I, mean, I don't understand why you trade away your closer then turn around and, and get rotation help. Does it make sense? The Reds acquired uh, Michael Givens from the Rockies for Case Williams and Noah Davis. So you give up some prospects uh, for a solid veteran reliever. Um, at the third one, the Reds acquired. Uh, then the Astros acquired Yimmy Garcia for Austin Pruitt and Brian De La Cruz. Again, you get a 30-year-old guy who has a 347 ERA, 15 saves for the Marlins. Marlins were in sell mode. You, you get a... Um, Okay, that's what happened. Okay, sorry, I was just reading something. Ignore that. The A's then acquired Starling Marte. This is July 28th, by the way. Wrong. For Jesus Lazardo. This was, in my opinion, the most under-the-radar trade that happened. The A's get one of the best hitters on the market. He's always been a good hitter, good fielder, can run, got a lot of tools. Um... But the Marlins win this trade regardless of what Marte does. They get one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. Jesus Lazardo was a I mean, dude's a lefty, which already makes him a high priority. I mean, he was their number one prospect last year. He's still got a lot of upside, and he hasn't been bad. He's not like what the Rangers got, as I'm getting to later, in Spencer Howard. He he is a guy that has had a good track record, a decent track record in the MLB. Um, next, the Brewers got Eduardo Escobar. I said that Escobar for the from the D-backs for Cooper Hummel and Alberto Ciprian. Uh, the D-backs. This is their one All Star. You knew he was going to get traded, and he did. They get a pair of minor leaguers um, who could turn into something. You don't know. You never know with these guys. I mean, Fernando, Fernando Tatis was uh, kind of a you know was a seventeen year old prospect when they when they traded for when they gave up him for James Shields. White Sox. So, you never know what you're going to get in prospects. So, they're their prospects. Uh, but the Brewers acquire a solid bat to boost up that infield along with Lee Adamas, who's been real nice for them. The next day, they don't have the 29th, which was where things got crazy. Um, 
even though on the 28th, something really big happened, but it's not saying it happened on the 28th. It's saying it happened on the 29th, which is wrong, because I remember being at the ballpark when it happened. Um, White Sox get Cesar Hernandez. You know, uh, they knew more than we did, because they traded Madrigal, but we're getting to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Rockies, uh, whatever. Uh, Blue, uh, Blue Jays got Brad Hand for one of their top catching prospects, uh, Riley Adams. Hand's always been a very solid reliever for many, many years. And the big trade, the first really big one, like big, big, like superstar, is getting traded here. And now this was broke on the 28th because I was in the ballpark. I'm a Rangers fan. I think this has been established. There's been a lot of speculation on if we were going to trade Gallo or not. We're in the ballpark. And I noticed that he was not in the lineup. And I asked my dad. I, we were with my youth group. And I said, he's not in the lineup. And I looked at my, my, my youth pastor, and I, I, love, I love this guy. And uh, me and him are you know, big baseball fans. Um, hope he's listening to this. And I, I look at him, and I just said, uh, yo, they, they pulled Gallo out of the lineup for non-medical reasons. And we were just kind of like, uh-oh. Probably five minutes later. Yep, probably maybe two, three minutes later, literally. Identification. Breaking Joey Gallo, uh, the Yankees have. I don't remember what it said. It was something to the effect of Joey Gallo is going to the Yankees. There's a, an agreed upon trade. Uh, and I pretty much stood up and yelled out to my entire section Joey Gallo has just been traded to the Yankees. I mean, maybe I didn't yell it out, but I, I mean, I said it. And a lot of people in our section were like, wait, what? I mean, heads turned. Uh, and everyone was, oh, no. And I said, time out. And like, my friend texted me and I said, look, I want to see the return. I never, ever judge a trade in baseball until I see the return. Same with football. I never judge a trade until you see the return you got for draft picks. You never know what you're going to get. Even now, we still won't know for another couple years. Because the, the, Let's look at it from the Yankees' point of view. You get probably the best non-Chicago Cub position player on the market. I mean, you can make a case Adam Frazier was better. Uh, I mean, no guys that are coming to mind that are non-Cubs. Um, again, this is hitters. I mean, they get... Yeah, you get Joey Gallo, who is a, in my opinion, at least he's a four-tool player. Because Gallo can hit for a high... He's not going to hit for a high average... But he is going to hit a lot of power. That's one. Good fielder, two. Great, excellent arm. One of the best arms I've ever seen, three. And he's a good runner, four. They also get left-hander Joey Rodriguez. Hey, I'll give up Joey Elliott Rodriguez for more prospects. That's totally fine with me. He's been eh this year. Um, for second baseman, Ezekiel Duran. I've never seen Ezekiel spelled this way. I think it's pretty cool. It's E-Z-E-Q-U-I-E-L. Uh, shortstop Josh Smith, infielder, outfielder Trevor Hover, and right-handed pitcher Glenn Otto. They say Otto could be up with this this year. They're all four top 30 prospects, but none of them eclipsed higher than 17. So it's kind of like you get more quantity over quality. Um, I mean, I like the deal for the Rangers. I really do. I think that if 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 you can get maybe Otto and one of the and one of Duran or Smith to stick as a all-star or or a solid starter. Hey man, I want to point to all the Rangers fans who are getting mad on the Facebook groups and the group and the Twitter and all that. 
people were saying the owners suck and whatever. First of all, I want to establish this. John Daniels is our GM. I mean, sorry, whoa, that's wrong. Chris Young is our GM, not John Daniels. Get that right. That's number one. Number two, they lowballed Gallo. I don't blame him for probably wanting to get traded. They gave him five years, $84 million as an extension. It's going to take at least $200 million to get him. You should know this. It's not news. You, compl- you really lowballed him. I think that was a dumb move by the Rangers to at least not offer him 150 Minimum 150 Boris wants 300 I don't think he's worth that. I, I think Gallo's worth more seven or eight years and about 200 250 million somewhere in that range. I think that's where his worth is. You can make a case for a maximum of 280 but I won't hear a number of with 300 because... I mean, while I actually think I can make a case on why he's better than Bryce Harper, he's not worth the money that they're paying Bryce Harper. That's the point I'm making. Um, we have to value these guys at different values, and he's better than Harper, but he's not. Both of them are not worth that contract. The only guys worth that contract are guys like Otani, and Garrett Cole at the time was worth that contract. Guys like that. Um, now let's go up to more deals. White Sox get uh, Ryan Tapera from the Cubs for a pitching prospect. Hey, you trade one of your more solid relievers for a top 30 prospect. You can't complain. And the Cubs, again, adding their hole, adding their haul. Mariners uh, get Diego Castillo from the Rays for two prospects. Uh, Hard-throwing righty, power sinker. He's a solid reliever. Kind of the Kendall Graveman replacement, but not as good, unfortunately. Uh, Dodgers then got Danny Duffy again. He is one of the more under the radar. He's a 32-year-old guy who, I will say, won a, won a World Series. He won one. Not that, and now, of course, almost everyone in the Dodgers now has won one. My point is that he's a solid veteran who can come in and be even more leadership to that team. And he's a good pitcher. So... He's injured right now, but for a PTB and L, not bad. The Yankees uh, traded for Anthony Rizzo next. That was like the big, whoa. I really thought he was going to Boston. For two of their top prospects, number 9 and 12. So I wanted to point this out to a lot of fans who said, man, the Cubs got a better return for Rizzo. First of all, they're the, the, these are the two most classic examples of do you want quantity or quality? In baseball, there's a lot of GMs who say, hey, I want more quality prospects. Some GMs say quantity. I'm the quantity guy. Every prospect, every draft pick in baseball is a lottery ticket. In football, you have a more concrete idea of what you're getting, but, you know, they're not, I don't think of, I, I don't think of them as lottery tickets. I think of them as just players who didn't work out for certain reasons. Maybe their game didn't translate, things like that. But in baseball, you're constantly working on your craft. Not that football players aren't, but baseball, I think you guys are trying, I think hopefully you, 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 you guys understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, they get their number 9 and 12 prospect. Rangers didn't get higher than, I think, 15. My point with this is the Cubs saying we want two lottery tickets where each of them is worth higher than each of any of the guys the Rangers got. But we only get two. The Rangers get four tickets that are pretty good odds. 
So do you, would you know? Would you rather have two tickets of really good odds, but still has a chance of missing, or four tickets of pretty good odds? I'll take the four tickets because there's a pretty good because there's even a, I think there's a better chance. Work out the math. Better chance one of them sticks over one of these two guys. You know, just saying. Um, the Red Sox got Kyle Schwarber for a pitching prospect. Schwarber's been one of the best hitters in hitters in baseball until he got injured. Great pickup from Boston. Uh, the Padres got Daniel Hudson to bolster their bullpen for two more prospects. They gave up a haul. Their number nine prospect for a, a pitcher. For But he's, again, he's a guy who's won one. He won with the Nationals. So he knows what it takes to get there, and he knows what it takes to win. Um, the Phillies, nope. Nope. Looking at looking at the, the, I thought this was really interesting that the, that the Red Sox traded away Michael Chavis. I mean, he's not hitting well, but at one point he was one of their top prospects. The Pirates get a, and the Boston gets a twenty-eight-year-old lefty who has a lifetime ERA of five sixty-five. Pirates win this trade automatically right now, but I want to see what happens. The Rays got Jordan Luplo from the Indians. I thought that was really dumb to trade Luplo, but okay. They, they must know something I don't. Now, now we're on the 30s, by the way. Um, Astros got Phil Maton for Miles Straw, so they trade away their big league center fielder for bull, more bullpen help. Uh, Brewers got John Curtis. Um, Giants reacquired pretty much Tony Watson. For three prospects, hey, Watson's been okay this year, and he's a lefty. He's a lefty. You know, you always need lefties in your bullpen. Phillies reacquired Freddie Galvis from the Orioles. Uh, Padres acquired Jake Marisnik. I thought that was interesting. He adds more depth, and he's a veteran. Um, I would say he won one, but he won one banging on trash cans. So, mm. uh, Braves got Eddie Rosario for. Panda, I thought that was interesting that they gave up Sandoval. It was kind of just a money swap deal, but Rosario could actually prove to be valuable for the Braves. Uh, the Blue Jays got more bullpen help in Joaquin Soria. You know, I thought that was pretty nice for the Blue Jays. Uh, Red Sox got Hansel Robles. or so, I think it's Hansel Robles. It's one of the two from the Twins. Uh, one of the best relievers for the Twins this year. I mean, he's really been having a pretty good season. Um... Anyway, I mean, okay, it, it he's had a couple bad outings. Um, Braves reacquired Adam Duvall for more outfield depth. Braves then got Richard Rodriguez, which I thought was a really interesting acquisition. They traded away two of their kind of top prospects for this guy. But, I mean, that bullpen's not even scarier. Cardinals got Jay Happ. Still understand this deal. Um, Cardinals then acquired John Lester. Again, Still don't really understand the deal. I guess you're acquiring two vets vets for the stretch run? Okay, cool. Braves got Jorge Soler. I thought that was really fun. Uh, he's a power bat that is a decent fielder. Yankees got Andrew Heaney. I thought that was a nice back-end rotation piece. Um, A's got Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison. I thought that's good veteran leadership that can come in and Gomes can back up Sean Murphy and he won a World Series. Um, Harrison is a veteran who's been around. Uh, the Rangers finished up their 
trades by trading with Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy, but also number nine prospect Hans Kraus for former top prospect Spencer Howard and pitching prospects Kevin Gowdy and Josh Joss Gessner. Now, I might talk a little more about this one because this one is actually my team. I thought that this one was peculiar to say the least. When I heard we trading Gibson and Kennedy, I thought, wow, okay, you traded both of them away. We're going to get some good prospects. Then I heard of Spencer Howard, and I went, whoa. We got a number one prospect for this guy, for these two guys? And then I heard, okay, the Rangers gave a prospect in return. I'm like, okay. And then I heard it was Hans Kraus. And I sat in my on my I sat on my couch for like ten minutes just staring at that name, Hans Kraus. Because Kraus is a guy that I've followed for the past two, three, four years as he's risen up through our system. And just kind of seeing him be traded away kind of sucks because I kind of go in an attachment to him. His funky delivery, electric stuff. I was really hoping to see him in Arlington. Um, but I understand that why you're trading for Howard. Um, you're trading away a really good lottery ticket for a slightly better lottery ticket. Um, I mean, if Howard becomes a big-time piece on our next great team, it's a great trade. Even if Kraus becomes a really good player too, hey, Kraus is probably going to the bullpen because of his delivery. It's too funky. It's too... I don't think it's sustainable for a starter. Anyway, that's what I'm going to say about that. Then the blockbuster of blockbusters. Now, this I think this was this was broke a couple days before, but I'm only saying this when it was when it became official, just so you know. This is on MLB.com. The Dodgers acquired Max Scherzer. And I, I and, and Trey Turner. When I saw that, I went, whoa, I thought he was going to the Padres. The Dodgers swooped in and traded away that's my bad. Traded away some Really good players. I mean, wow. Like, really good players. And I I, I still am in shock about it. I mean, the Nats get, I mean, the Nats get Kiebert Ruiz, one of the top prospects in baseball, Josiah Gray, another top 50 prospect in baseball, Gerardo Carrillo, and Donovan Casey, who are more mid-range prospects. Who are more prospects? I mean, the Washington, whoa, top two prospects for the Dodgers. But you get Trey Turner, who either could be a maybe even a Corey Seager replacement. I don't know Turner's contract situation, or you slide him over at second. I mean, there's so many options. Put him in center. Scherzer gives you a third ace behind Kershaw and Bueller. This would be so much scarier if the Dodgers still had Bauer. Can you imagine that rotation? That's your four going. I mean, you you would need all. I mean, there's for your four, because then Urias could go to the bullpen, and Gonsolin. Because you have game one Kershaw, game two Bueller, game three Scherzer, game four Bauer. Who's gonna beat those four guys? I don't know, but uh, Bauer's in some trouble right now, so we're not really talking about Bauer. We're just uh, going to kind of leave him alone. We're not really talking about him. Uh, then you go up, and uh, Kimbrell was a big trade. The White Sox got him. They traded away Nick Magical and Cody here. I mean, that's a 
huge return for the Cubs for just like a rental, a bullpen rental. I mean, it, it, wow. But I mean, he does have a club option. But I don't know. I don't. Why would you exercise a sixteen million dollar option? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Uh, then the Blue Jays got Jose Barrios for Austin Martin, one of the best prospects in baseball, and uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. I mean, they gave up two of their top prospects. But the Blue Jays, I think it's worth it for the Blue Jays because there's not a spot for Martin. Their infield's stacked. Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette, and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I mean, there's not really a place for the guy. And I believe Biggio's an infielder too. So, again, no place for the guy. Great trade for the Blue Jays. Uh, the Mets got Javi Baez. I thought he was going to get extended. He doesn't. And they get Trevor Williams from the Cubs for Pete Crow Armstrong, one of the most highly regarded prospects. Um, I thought it was a good trade for the Cubs. Sorry, Mets. Um, you only had to give up one prospect for two pretty solid, for a superstar and a pretty solid pitcher. So, hey, that's fine. Fine by the fine by the Mets. Giants uh, got Chris Bryant to finish off the Cubs' fire sale. Um, they gave up uh, Alexander Canario and Caleb Killian, two top prospects, um, to get a rental in Bryant, who's already they all homered in their in their first games. So that's a trade deadline. One of the crazier trade deadlines in recent memory. A lot of superstars, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo. The 2006 team has officially been dismantled. I mean, look at their starters. Zobrist is long gone. Russell is gone. We don't really speak of Aston Russell anymore. Rizzo's now gone. Baez is now gone. Bryant's now gone. All their, their catchers are gone. Dexter Fowler's gone. Hayward's still there because you can't move that dadgum contract. Lester's gone. Arietta's gone. Uh, Hendricks is still there. But Lackey's gone. Hamill's gone. Um, I mean, they're all gone. I think that's one of the greatest one-year teams of all time. That team was stacked. All five of their pitchers, I think, had their really some of their best years that year, especially with Hamill and Lackey. With their back end starters had like their best like career years that year. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of sad to see that core go. Um, but hey, I mean, the Cubs got a, I mean, they're set up for their future. Um, and who knows? I mean, you could still come back and sign Bryant in the offseason. I think that'd be a really fun thing to do, would be to come back and sign Bryant and say, now we're going to use you again as a centerpiece for our rebuild. Just kind of a rebuild. Um, the Rangers got another they got a big haul for uh veteran players and Joey Gallo. I think the Rangers are set up nicely for the future. Um but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Now to kinda of talk about baseball. Um Shahe Otani is still dominating, had a great start today for the Angels. Um I, I, there's not much else to talk about in in the world of baseball right now. Um yeah, I mean, let I mean, let's take a look at the standings real quick, and I'll give you guys my predictions because now we're now we're after. Hey, the Dodgers won! Yay! Woohoo! They beat the Astros. Hate the Astros. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Anyway, here's what we're talking about. So the standings. Hold on. I'll give you guys my predictions. 
post-trade deadline and why I think this. And we're going to be wrapping up this episode. Again, stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast. I'll be trying getting them out as soon as possible when it comes uh, to each sport. Let's try and keep it even, but I'll do my best. Here we go, the standings. I think that the AL East will go to the Boston Red Sox. I think they're gonna. I think, I think the the Rays trading Rich Hill is gonna come back to bite him in the butt. I think that Schwarber is enough for the Red Sox and getting Chris Sale back. Yeah, that that's pretty big. Um, I believe the White Sox are gonna take the Central by a wide margin, and I think the Astros are gonna unfortunately take the West. I don't think they catch them. Uh, as it pertains to the AL wild card, it's gonna be really interesting to see because it's gonna be a team. It's going to be either from the East or the West. The Central ain't doing crap. Cleveland's seven games out. I don't think Seattle has enough. The Angels don't have enough. It's going to come down to Toronto, New York, Oakland, and Boston. I think Boston's a lock. I mean, sorry, Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's a lock. It's going to really come down to the, the A's, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. I really don't... I think the Blue Jays are for next year. I really think the Yankees will get it. I don't think the A's... I think Marte will help. I think Gomes will help in Harrison. But I just don't see them having enough to compete with the Yankees' big bats. Now to the National League. The Mets... We'll take the East. Phillies ain't catching them. Uh, the Brewers will take the Central by a wide margin. And I actually think that San Francisco, and I actually, sorry, I believe the Dodgers will come back and take the West from the Giants. Every other NL team should know this that both wildcard teams are coming from the NL West. You are not going to catch, I said, the, the, the Reds. And the Phillies and the Braves are all three kind of within striking distance. Reds are four games back. Phillies are six games back. Atlanta, seven games back. Atlanta doesn't have enough. Acuna, they don't have him. They don't have enough. Phillies may have enough. The Rays, I mean the Reds, they may have enough. But I think the team should know this. The wildcard team is going to be the second place West team. And really, they're kind of competing with the Padres. I mean, the Giants. I mean, the Padres. The Giants are taking the first one, in my opinion. Or the Dodgers. If my prediction doesn't come true. The Phillies... I mean, and the, and the Reds are not going to catch the Brewers. They're just not. The Phillies are one and a half back of the Mets. Can the Phillies catch the Mets? Probably. They can't, yeah. They, they acquired enough. Gibson... And they acquired Kennedy. Can't remember if they acquired anymore. Oh, and Galvis. So didn't add much to the offensive side of things. They really added their pitching, which is desperately needed. But those are my predictions. Um, I'll come back maybe in a week with a new episode, see what's new. Again, sorry for not posting. I promise. Sorry.
I promise you that uh, I will try and keep posting as much as possible. Alright, it has been fun. It's a pretty short episode. Only, only kept in 40 minutes. Again, as it pertains to football, I'll be coming up with Outlook episodes of each division. I'll schedule those. We're doing good, I promise. All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for spending about 40 minutes listening to my awesome voice talk about sports. Remember, please follow the podcast. It really helps. And again, comment on anywhere if you're listening. If you've got the link on Facebook, you've got the link on Twitter, whatever you got this link from, please leave comments. If there's background noise that you need fixed, it's late at night. I know that there's crickets outside. I know you can hear them. I'm very sorry. I don't have a studio. I don't have the funds for the st- for a studio right now. So I'm very sorry about that. I will try. I, it's not a good time to record because if it's during the day, my family's awake and they're noisy. So I'm trying to figure this crap out. All right. Again, thank you for listening to me talk about sports and spending some time of your day with me. All right. I will catch y'all next episode. Peace out.